We are coming to the end of the liturgical year. Remember that we have three liturgical years, very easy to learn, year A, year B, year C. Right now, we are finishing year A. On Sundays, we were reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Next Sunday, we begin uh, Advent, and with Advent, we begin the new year, the new liturgical year, year B. So next Sunday, we're going to be saying, Happy New Liturgical Year. And that's going to be year B, and we're going to be reading now for a year from the Gospel according to Mark. So that's another one. And today is the last Sunday. We still have this week, but today is the last Sunday of this liturgical year, and we have Matthew chapter 25. And Matthew 25 is a very important gospel that many people have in their minds because it speaks very concretely about our mission as Christians. We heard about the separation of the sheep and the goats and all of that, and it reminds me when I was a kid, I was in a countryside. I was born in a countryside in Colombia, and my family lived there for 11 years. So when I was like seven or eight years old, uh, our parents always send us to separate the calves from the cows because we had to separate the calves. If not, they're going to drink all the milk during the night. So we take the calves to another place, and then the cows are going to have a lot of milk the next day. So my brother and I always did that. Every day at 4 p.m., that was our mission, separate them. And uh, the gospel speaks about that kind of separation. But more than that, separation is about something very concrete that I learned when I was a kid, and I believe many of you have heard because it's part of the Catholic tradition, and it's the works of mercy. Have you heard about the works of mercy? How many works of mercy we have in the Catholic Church? Fourteen. There are seven that are called the spiritual works of mercy and seven corporal, corporal, corporal works of mercy. I learned when I was a kid, they gave me a, a, a pamphlet and said, memorize this. They didn't tell me I had to practice them, but I guess we, I had to figure out that on the way. Seven works, corporal works, we find in the gospel today. That's where they come from. And those seven corporal works, don't think that I memorized them very well. I had to go and this week and go back to them. Those corporal works are seven. Um, hmm. Feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, shelter the homeless, visit the sick, visit the prisoner, bury the dead, and Clothe the naked, okay. Uh, yeah, give alms to the poor. Yes, that's the seventh one. So let's go through those ones. The first one is very straightforward, of course. Feed the hungry. But sometimes, I mean, we, we're going to go through these ones, but sometimes there are some other, thing, other ways to do this. Feed the hungry, of course, we have a great example here that is our food pantry. As Father Trout was telling yesterday that one of the bishops was presiding at Mass yesterday. He, we went from feeding or helping few, less than 100 people, and now we have more than 400 people every week because there is a great need for food uh, in this area. 
Feed the Hungry is also about being mindful of what we are wasting at home, what kind of food are we wasting at home, and how much food are we buying that we are not using. Give drink to the thirsty. Of course, we have to offer a drink to the thirsty. But think, for example, of the people in, in Africa. We had one of our uh, seminarians who was here with us in the last two years was Falasco. He is from Uganda, and he would tell us that there are some villages they don't have water. They have to have a, dig um, a well. They have to have a well in a specific place, and then from the village, they go to that well. They have to take the water that they need and go back to the village, and then go back and forward. Maybe, you know, an institution that helps to dig wells. That's another way that we are going to give a drink to the thirsty. Shelter the homeless. It's not that we're going to bring them in in our homes. Maybe it, that would be the literal way. But there are many other ways. There is paths. Paths is a way to shelter the homeless. And it's also opening our own perspective about all the exiles and the immigrants and all that kind of situation that are happening. So many people who don't have homes. Even recently, I think in the last month, we heard about a huge fire in, one of, in Europe, uh, I think, of people who were living in tents, and then there was a fire there. And now they don't have a place, and many are dying in the Mediterranean Sea trying to reach Europe. Visit the sick. Perhaps because of COVID, it's very difficult right now, but there are many nursing homes that we can visit uh, and that some of the young people have done that. They have visited the sick, especially in Winchester House when Winchester was there. But there are many other ways that we can care for those who are sick, for the elderly, and those who are part of our families. Visit the prisoners is another way that is difficult right now, but there are different organizations in many simple ways, like sending a card to a prisoner. That's another way of visiting the prisoner. And give alms to uh, the poor. Of course, we do that in many ways here at St. Joe's, and we continue to do it. And finally, bury the dead. There are people who don't go to funerals, even of relatives. They don't like to go to these wakes and funerals. Perhaps right now it's a little different, but we have to go, and maybe we can go to a cemetery and just walk around and pray for the people who are there. Another way to bury the death, to fulfill this work of mercy, is prepare your own funeral. Can you believe that? Right now, even though we are young, prepare your own funeral. Sometimes we leave this to our relatives when we die, and the relatives are like, I don't know, you choose the readings, you choose the music. Prepare your own funeral. We have on our website, for, uh, St. Joe's website, there is a section for funerals. There is all the music. You can pick your music. There is a form. You can pick the readings, the readings that speak to you as a Christian person. Prepare your own funeral. Just work on that and reflect on that moment in your life. So we have these seven works of mercy that we heard in the gospel. And they're there. As I said, I was supposed to memorize them. But we need to practice them, and that requires a lot of discipline many times. 
And that requires our own choice. We need to choose to practice the good for our neighbor. I watch a documentary on Netflix that I guess you have heard about. It's called The Social Dilemma. And it's about all this kind of addiction to the social networks and how these social networks are trying to change our minds and our lives and our behaviors. And, well, we talk about addictions, and addictions many times when we go into an addiction, we don't realize that we are going there. It becomes a habit. It's something that we use every day and every day, and it just becomes part of who we are. Even one of the guys there asked a question, uh, and I don't know how that's going to sound here from the altar, but the guy asked the question, when do you check your phone in the morning? Before you pee or while you pee? There is no third option, he said, because we just become so used to this kind of thing. So I use that example to speak about the works of mercy. It is a habit. It's something that we need to do constantly. Maybe begin with something small, but as if we do it more and more, it's going to become part of us. And we're not going to be doing it to feel good, but it's just because it's part of our own interior life. And that's the main message of the gospel. This words of mercy were not an invention of Jesus or Christianity. They were there at the time of Jesus. They are mentioned in the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament. The novelty, the only new thing that Jesus added is that he identified with all those who are in need, that when we help those who are hungry, those who are poor, homeless, we are seeing and helping the face of Jesus Christ in them. That's the novelty. That's the message for us Christians. We're not going to help them just because we are good human beings. That's true, and we are. But it's also because those people, the people who are in need, represent Jesus Christ, and Jesus is present on them. That's the way Jesus is king. We celebrate the king of the universe. Not as a king who is going to impose his will, but as a king who takes care of his people. When we are baptized, we are baptized as priests, prophets, and kings. Priests, prophets, and kings, everybody. And the kingship part is that we take care of those who are in need. That's what a good shepherd does. That's what a good king does, taking care of the people. So hopefully during this week, we can continue to reflect on these work of, works of mercy, and hopefully one day, they're going to become so much a part of who we are. And who we are? We are Christians. And that Christian faith that we have needs to be manifested in concrete actions. St. John of the Cross said, in the twilight of our lives, God will not judge us on our human success or our early possessions, but on how much we have loved. And loving is a very difficult thing, and loving is not just about the feeling that we love, but sometimes we have to force ourselves to love, and it becomes part of a habit, and we have to go out and love the people who are around us.